This is Fine, a podcast for the pandemic. I am your host, Dana Bueller. We are now on Apple Podcasts. If you search Hello Delaware in the Apple Podcast app, you will find us and you can listen on there. Make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast because it really helps us out. Okay, so this week I'm talking to Rhea May. Rhea and I, um... I've known each other for a while now. Uh, We used to work together many years ago at um, a small music venue in Halifax called The Company House. Um, The Company House is no longer there, but it still holds a very near and dear place in um, everyone's hearts who have ever been there, I think. I hope. Rhea and I talk about our projections for the new music industry and what that's going to look like, um, the importance of a small and engaged fan base, and uh, of course kind of chat about her creative process and what she's up to in these uh, very strange strange times. You can check out her music at riamay.com, R-I-A-M-A-E.com. Um, She's on Instagram, YouTube, you know what to do. This is our conversation. How is your isolation quarantine situation? It's good. I mean, it's like a lot of musicians feel that um, it's pretty easy to be home for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is starting to wear on me now, just like the not having the conveniences of like, oh, I need garlic. I'm going to run out and get it. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. It's, yeah, so it's a little bit, and I just, I have a kid now, so it's like, it's like anyone without a kid is dying of boredom. Anyone with a kid is like, <laughs> gonna, you know, kill himself. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's nice to be home and I have a lot to be thankful for, but I'm going a little wacky this week. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, do you feel like you're, um, being creative? Are you still in isolation with your band mate or? Yeah. So yeah, Chris Wong from my band <laughs> has been isolated in our basement with us. <laughs> um, I think he's doing okay. We have a little studio for him down there. Oh, that's so nice. I'm, I'm out in the garage talking to you. I've set up another studio cause I usually use the basement. Um, yeah. but it's been good. Like we figured I don't think we really knew how long this was going to be when we made that decision. Yeah. But at the same time, we fill a lot of gaps for each other in terms of, you know, he's really technical. He knows how to play half my songs that I don't know how to play. Yeah. We've been doing these concerts every Thursday night. And it's good for him to sort of keep on social media with me and me to have someone to play Red Light, which I don't know how to play on my own. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I feel that. I'm like, we have started... Uh, getting like my band started getting asked to do things and I don't have a guitar here and I like don't play guitar on any of my songs now so I'm just like we're trying to like figure out new ways of making music together which is a new and fun challenge um eh? like I don't know do you feel I almost feel there's less pressure because like the choices you make aren't based on you know the best you can do it's based on the best do without leaving your house so there's almost like a freedom of like you know well I would normally not do this but you know (laughs) hey I'm broadcasting from my garage why not yeah you're like okay I guess I yeah yeah I 
kind of had that conversation with the band. I was like, uh, so people want us to do this thing. I'm just like, if you could just sing into your iPhone or something, just so I have some sort of vocal thing that I can put together, that would be great. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be, it just has to exist, I guess. Um, but I don't know. My Aaron's a perfectionist, so it, it's a little bit of a struggle sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel that. Um, you said that you're doing you're doing concerts every Thursday. Yeah, so we we basically came back from tour. We were cut short, of course, mm-hmm. and we landed home. And I was like, man, that's like we were ending um, this like it was the very last show that we missed of the whole Stars tour that I was on from like Halloween last year until March. Wow. And we missed just one show. So it was kind of like, we're like, ah, oh, frig, like, I really want to play one more show. Like, I, you know, because sometimes you don't feel like playing. Sometimes you're like, yeah. oh, I, if I would do anything to go home right now like yeah. when you're on a tour. But sometimes you just start, you get in the groove and we were in the groove and we did not want to go home. And so it was just like, let's play one last show like in the basement. Oh. And we thought it was going to be awkward AF. And there was moments that were awkward, but like, we left being like, that was awesome. Like, we felt <laughs> page like yeah oh cool so then we just decided to do it every every thursday just to have some sort of like consistency i guess in Mm -hmm. our lives and um it's been nice we've done yeah four of them i guess we're both i think this will be our fifth this week god has it been more than a month it's been more than a month (sighs) so fun cool cool so what does your routine look like Oh God. So my routine nowadays, my routine, my daily routine, I think having a kid is good for a daily routine Mm. because I'm up with him at 7am every morning, give or take, sometimes 6.30, sometimes you'll make it to almost eight, but usually seven. And then, so it's just hanging out with him and then he goes to bed again at about 9.30. Yeah. So then I do my work. I catch up on my emails and all that stuff and my partner Sarah takes over. So that's when my day starts at nine 30, which is actually good. Like it's actually earlier than when I didn't have a kid, like, you know, I'm a little bit more productive. And I think that's something I hear in general from a lot of people, but um, I'm just trying to like keep up on, you know, posting and communicating things to the world and trying to be healthy. I'm not doing a very good job. Are you like eating just like crap food? And I was eating great. And then I just, a couple of days ago, was like, Chris, we're ordering pizza. We're getting a couple of bottles of wine. Nice. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard to, I don't even know. It's a weird time, Dana. Yeah. It, I don't know. <laughs> I keep going back. I don't know. I keep going back and forth between like, Yes, I should have structure in my day every single day. I need to like wake up, have my breakfast, do my work, do all of the things. But then I get to about, I don't know, 3 or 4 p.m. And I'm like, what exactly am I doing this for? (laughs) Because it's like I don't – normally working on music stuff, I have like a goal. It's like, okay, well, we have to go on tour. So I have to like book shows, book like Airbnbs, that kind of thing, plan things for the band. But now it's like, well, I don't – we don't have any of that because I we don't really know when we'll be able to tour again. I don't think I, I don't know. Maybe you know, but I don't. I don't know. You don't know. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't I'm sure hearing, if you guys. No, like I'm hearing some things 
some of my friends who tour internationally a bit more than I do are mm-hmm. saying people won't be touring until 2022. Yeah, that's what it and, seems like. Yeah, it seems like so. I have I have five festivals this summer. One, they haven't been canceled yet, but you know, I, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I do think it, it's so hard to know, and like, you know, some people are saying things will start reopening in a few weeks, but I don't know. I I feel like we should all be preparing to not tour for the next, yeah. I can't see it happening for like the next year. No, no. And it, like, especially internationally, I, I think yeah. maybe like local shows and then maybe Canadian shows are like within your country kind of thing. But yeah. uh, getting on an airplane seems terrifying. Tra- like getting into a room where there's more than, I don't know, yeah. right now we can't be more than five people. So <laughs> it'd be right. kind of a, a very <laughs> exclusive show. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's it's. I feel like it'll probably start being like, okay, now twenty five people can be in a room, mm-hmm. you know, if they're, I forget the term, but like you know, if they've already been sick or yeah, have the vaccine, which we won't have right away. Yeah. So I think we'll, small shows will start happening, but I, um, yeah, it's. I think it's funny because we all, a lot of musicians the last few years have had this feeling like. Like, I wonder if everything's going to be online soon and what that'll look like. Yeah. And this is sort of a trial run to be like, it might feel like this. Like, we might be forced, just like in all those other eras where, like, you know, Napster sort of changed CD sales and everything. Like, this might be one of those times where we're changing to online and it's like, you either adapt or you don't. It's it's weird. Like, I, I am... I'm hoping that in like a year we can tour again because it's my one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. But Same. it's uh, tricky to know right now. It's yeah, I, I guess just to like follow up on that, are you? Do you look forward to like potentially having everything online, or are you? You just said that you like touring more, but I I don't think anything can beat. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Touring is hard and I love sleeping in my own bed. Yes. That part's been great. But there's something about playing a live show in front of people that you can't beat. Like the feeling is unbeatable. It's the reason why we, you know, eat fast food in small vans <laughs> yeah. back and forth across the country. <laughs> and it, uh, I would be very sad if that part went away. But um, I don't dislike you know, creating things on for the internet. And yeah, I didn't, I don't just like my Thursday night concerts, but with that sort of connection, um, but it would just be, yeah, different. Do you um, feel like disconnected? I guess in like normal times, although I don't know if we can consider it normal times in the past, have you felt connected to your like online audience? and fans and do you feel more connected to those Mm. fans now or less I think maybe a little bit more just because I have a it's like I have an awareness that everyone's at home trying to you know either look at the news or just do something to not look at the news Mm -hmm. and so I have this knowing that everyone's at home kind of looking to be entertained I feel a bit more connected. It, it's interesting. Like I, no one's ever felt this before where everyone in every country has had yeah. the same, like that never happens. It's, no. you know, 
There's never been an artist that's reached every single country where everyone's listening to the same album. Yeah. Where everyone's watching the same movie, speaking the same language. And this has never happened. So there's a little bit of feeling more connected. And there's a little bit of, like, I've been sort of digging into history a bit more. I hated history. I've never took history in school. I hated anything that made me read too much. <laughs> okay. I just hated it. And I've been sort of, you know, reading into this, like, what happens after these crazy times, you know, and these like when the economy takes a hit and then, and then afterwards you have like the roaring twenties or these like artistic, yeah. beautiful times. And I'm sort of, you know, making myself excited for these times that come <laughs> after it. Um, but yeah, I guess I feel a little bit more connected to everybody. And at the same time, I feel like I've been in a well by myself for a month. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel very I don't know. I personally feel very disconnected from the world and specifically like social media. I feel like I have no, like there's no purpose to posting. Maybe I don't know. I, I know that there is. And I know I just am, I've been doing a lot more research on like how to continue using social media in this like weird world. And so far I've learned nothing. But right. is it like, do you feel the, um, cause I released a song for basically when all this was happening, yeah. um, I was like, I almost was like, why would I, this song makes no sense as to what's happening right now. Cause usually when you release a song, you know, that not everyone's going to feel the way that you're mm-hmm. feeling, but there's going to be at least, I don't know, 10,000, maybe a hundred thousand. If you're lucky people that feel this, you yeah. know, breakup or angry. And with this, it's like, I'm putting out a song that is not about the thing that everyone's thinking about. Yeah. So I feel like in that way, it's like your social, your posts have to be like, yeah, have context of taking all this into consideration. And then you don't want to add to the negativity. Yeah. And you don't want to ignore it. So there is a bit of, um, yeah, it's a, it's easy to overthink it, I think. Yeah, I definitely, like, I feel like that's my biggest problem. I'm like, I don't want to talk about, I really don't want to talk about coronavirus anymore. I don't want to say yeah. it because I'm just, I feel like I'm not a doctor. I can't help people in that way. I yeah. understand entertainment and art and I'm happy that we get to do it. I don't know, like doing this podcast has been very helpful for me because it gives me some sort of purpose and like right. reason to do, to talk to people and um, talk about making art and being creative. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's so, it's so weird. It's a weird. Every day is weird. Every day last, is weird. Every day is weird. The last couple of days, I've woken up and been like, "This is fine. I could do this. This is cool." And then, I don't know. It just gets exhausting. <laughs> it it's exhausting, and I find it's exhausting when you're trying to plan because usually when you're trying to make a plan, there's like four things that aren't mm-hmm. moving. And you're being like, oh, I could do this. And if that doesn't work, I'll do this. And now it's like, because you don't know what the next even two weeks are going to be like, Yeah, it's hard to plan for the summer, plan a release, plan. It's just hard to plan. I think that's not even musicians. I think it's just everybody Everyone. is a little bit exhausted. Yeah, And it's that sort of, we're in that weird sort of time where everyone wants to be like hustle and be productive. Like we've been in that era for like the last five or 10 years. Yeah. The internet just made people think that they have to do a thousand jobs and be like amazing and everything. And I think that there's a bit of pressure. We're like, oh, we're finally home. You know, maybe I should, I need to be, I need to have a million followers by the end of this. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's a lot of, you know, 
So it's, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's exhausting, but it's, um, I hope a lot, I think good will come of this in, in the way that we'll be grateful for things that we, I'll be grateful that I can go get a lime, you know, from the grocery mm-hmm. store without putting a mask on and like, you know, washing it with soap. Yeah. And, um, I think live music is going to be crazy amazing when we get back to it. Like the first concerts that you go back to that oh are like God. regular size will be just, or going to a bar and ordering a drink and just like sitting next to strangers. Oh, that's my favorite thing in the world anyway. <laughs> just, you don't know anyone, but they're all your buds by the end of it. That's funny. we'll be able to start going out a little more but mm-hmm. I do think that work is going to look different for a lot of artists and I I have a feeling that we'll probably have more show opportunities online and yeah. people start to try and monetize it I I don't know how like I don't know how that would really work when it, there's so much going so many yeah. online for free are you doing are you like doing the busking model at all or are you just doing everything for free right now I'm doing everything for free right now. Um, 
yeah, I haven't thought about it. Doesn't <coughs> doesn't feel right to me right now. Yeah. Um, if I run out of money, I'll probably you'll <laughs> you'll know because I'll yeah. be doing that. Um, but to me, I'm just sort of focusing on um, the you know small amount of people that have been with me for my whole career, like entertaining them on Thursdays. Nice. And yeah, but I do, I do think it would be cool if people could monetize. Like I've already had a few emails from, I don't, I can't remember what it is. Maybe I shouldn't say anyway, but like certain companies trying to do these like online festivals and and give payments. Yes. Um, and you know, sometime this summer instead of like a summer festival. So maybe that will be happening in the future, but I think we're all going to get really freaking good at like like camera photoshop and oh my gosh yeah because you have to do it on on your own yeah i've yeah i've like learned how to audio edit at a very basic level but i've like learned how to do very basic things so i could put things together i can make demos in my home right now i feel very very useful yeah (laughs) for a very small piece of the puzzle i guess yeah yeah um do you are you doing any like co-writing or anything with people over Zoom? Um, I haven't done before. that yet. I don't love that idea for me. Okay. But I love <laughs> I don't but, um, love that for me. <laughs> I just don't love that for me at all. But I have been doing um collaborations with Corey LaRue over email. Oh, right. So where it's like taking sort of like I'm sending him stems and he's sending me how it should sound mm-hmm. when they come back. <laughs> nice. Um that sort of thing and yeah, just get, I'm getting better at like iMovie and Photoshop and things like that. It's nice. Yeah. Boring stuff, but it's. I mean, it's yeah. all really practical right now. And yeah. like we have to be adaptable to this situation. Yeah. 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 Are um, you doing are you doing Zoom uh, song session, songwriting sessions? No, I thought about it. I haven't really like I haven't written in a long time. I think yeah. since we were at song camp this past summer. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I don't do a lot of, uh, I write in like chunks. Right. Um, cause I work so much on other things that I like generally write all my thoughts down in a notebook or a thousand notebooks or my phone or whatever. And then when I yeah. have actual time to do things, I will like create that way. And, um, my guitar player, Aaron and I have been co-writing a lot. Uh, for our last record so cool. I assume that's what we'll do for this next one it just is yeah. kind of has to be a two or three week focused thing for me otherwise right. I just get nothing done <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I hear that what's your what is your like writing process for you now it's funny because it always it, I go in chunks of like year chunks and yeah changes every year so um I did a lot of co-writing the last two years probably and then or two or three years ago and then I just took like a year off of that stuff. I'm very selective now with who I write with. There's probably mm. like five people that I yeah. do it with. And um I have a lot of success with Corey LaRue. I always have. He's um, the best. He's the best. He's very quick. And Jocelyn Alice is one of my new faves. Uh, you went on tour with her, right? Was she? Yeah, she came on tour with us uh, for the last bit of the Stars tour. Yeah, she stayed at my apartment. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> she's that's so right. funny. Yeah, and she's like a creepy good writer. Yeah. Um, and a friend of mine. So I've been doing that, but like I really got burned. I don't think I'm cut out for that sort of like relentless songwriting life. Yeah. Uh, well, like you're writing five, songs that like mean things to you. Yeah. So it's different than someone who's writing a song that could mean something to someone else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know if that's what I mean. Cause your songs mean things to other people, but just like, you're not trying to sell your songs to other people, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to, it's a lot of, um, I just felt like I was wasting a lot of time and maybe yeah, other fair. people's time because we'd be yeah. in the room and everyone's trying to write a hit and then I'm thinking like, I'm not releasing the song. Like what are you doing? <laughs> So, you know, and that's something I've been doing the last year or so is like, I don't want to put out songs that I think are hits. I want to put out songs that I like and that are meaningful yeah. to me. And I'd, I'd rather have like 200 people love the song than like 3,000 people hear it a few times. Yeah. And not connect. Like, I don't care. Like, it's not, I feel like I'm at a point now where, you know, the, the job itself is so hard and you can pick, there's so many avenues you can pick to like hyper-focus and some people do the songwriting sessions and some people tour nonstop. And I'm at a point now where I'm like, I have to really be enjoying, if the day is going to be super hard, I have to enjoy it. And like, I enjoy writing alone mm-hmm. with, a glass, with a glass of wine. <laughs> I don't enjoy waking up early and going across town and writing with people I don't know. That's yes. probably not going to happen unless it's like someone super famous is like Rhea wake up tomorrow <laughs> you know someone that i really look up to and super famous yes if taylor swift was like ria can you get up at seven and come to my house i'd be like i'll see Absolutely. you yeah but that life is just didn't it's, i just don't love it and i'm like i got into this because i hated other jobs and like mm-hmm. i hate i hate that job so yeah it's like how do you keep from hating this you just gotta keep i i feel like i sometimes I have to be really aware of my feelings when I do activities because it's easy to be like, life's hard. Everything's hard. It's supposed to be hard. Keep working. And now I'm doing this thing where like, actually I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling happiness talking to you. Oh, good. <laughs> and like, I, I like doing podcasts and I like doing zooms and I like, um, that sort of thing. Like I, I, every time, most, you know, most of the time when I, when I say goodbye to people on these things, I, I feel like, Oh, that's cool. Like I feel good about it. Like I don't yeah. feel like I need to go to sleep and and I'm drained. Good. good. And that's how I feel when I get off stage. I feel like the best. Yeah. It's like the first time you ever got drunk every night. <laughs> Except when it's a bad show. I've had shows where I'm like, <laughs> I hope that no one was at that show that I know and I want to die. Um, but just being aware and like that's why I've been doing like, like getting more into like visual stuff. Like teaching myself Photoshop and iMovie is so like I'm not going to win any awards for that, but I'm like actually enjoying it. That's good. Yeah. Which is like, that's boring little stuff, but I just don't want to chug away at something I hate. I I have too many friends in the music industry too, that I can tell like hate it. Like they're doing it. And I'm like, I'm listening to them talk about it. And I'm like, it sounds like you hate this job. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this job? Yeah. I think about that all the time. I like, yeah. I mean, oftentimes I'm like, do I hate this? And then I'm like, no, I don't. I don't hate this. This is great. I'm just like having a bad day. But I, it's also really difficult when you are talking to people who very obviously dislike what they're doing the majority of the time. And you're like, yeah. well, maybe 
maybe they're maybe you're just not supposed to like this job, but this is supposed to be fun and interesting yeah. and like an alternative to the other jobs where you could get paid more money and yeah. like have to work less hard. I feel like I don't. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's a good, like, and maybe everyone having a break from their jobs during this time will be a, a time to reflect. Like it's such, um, it's such a, what's the word privilege to be able to reflect on, do I like my career or not? And like, can mm-hmm. I change it? but I think there, I think it, it is easy to forget um, sometimes that little changes in your life can make a big difference. And like, you know, if you hate, I don't know, maybe every morning you have to do this one thing at your job and you're like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to, you know, it's like, it's hard. It's hard for me. I always talk about it. Cause it's hard for me to be self-aware of what I like and don't like sometimes. Cause I'm always just like, yeah. this day is going to be hard and that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You're also always in it. You're never, it's not a nine to five. Like, yeah, you're always you're always reamay the artist. You know what I mean? Like you have social media you have to deal with. You have like meetings you have to go to. I don't I don't know what your day to day looks like, but you, like you never get to turn that piece off. I don't yeah. think. Or if yeah, you do, that, those like spaces are very small. Yeah, and I think it's like that. Um, it's like anyone who works for themselves sort of has that, um, it's like yeah. that guilt when you take time off or the yeah. like self-loathing that yes. happens of like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, I, I just took four days off. That's great. And then you like wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, well, no wonder I'm not doing it all. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you? I bet so-and-so probably never takes a day off and that sort of thing. It's hard to shut that off. Like, I'm trying to shut that off this this week, to be honest. Like, yeah, th- th- this is my week, like week four, I guess, being home where I'm like, you know, I'm trying. It's like two parts of me. One part of me is trying to really relax. And the mm-hmm. other part is like, don't relax, you lazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the two personalities are fighting. And, you know, that's uh, it's something I have to work on. I mean, um, yeah, I feel that. That's my everyday right now is is very much that. Uh, I had a question in my brain. Oh yeah. Right. How do you measure or how, yeah. How do you like measure your successes against your other successes? I I don't know if that question makes sense, but like, how do you, uh, so like you win an award and that's really exciting, but there's always that next thing. How do you keep yourself from like going crazy trying to like go for the next thing? You know what I mean? I guess that yeah. makes more sense. Or do yeah. you? Funny, like, hmm, let me think. I feel like I'm trying to think of the best way to answer that because, like, in terms of like awards and those things. I've never really thought about how to get them or go after them in that way. And like, but I do constantly have goals that as soon as I reach them, the goal switches and it can be exhausting. Um, Definitely is like, oops, definitely is, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely is touring and sort of increasing um, my reach in that way. And I always want to try to get to the, you know, 
everyone at tours does this, but you want to get to the next bigger venue in every mm-hmm. city. Yeah. And as soon as you get to that, literally as soon as you hear from your promoter that you've sold, you know, 70% of this venue you've always wanted to play, then your head is like, okay, book, book, book the next one. <laughs> you know? It's like in- insane. And then, and then you spend all your time being nervous that you're not going to fill 70% of that one. Yeah. And so that is my version of that sort of stress. But I think it's like, I think that that is also what drives people to, to be successful is like not ever getting content in mm-hmm. a way. Um, I, I, for me, it's kind of a health, it's, I don't, it doesn't feel unhealthy in my head because it's like, it's like a fun game. I always feel like right. I'm in a fun video game. Yeah. And, uh, it's always competing with myself. I, I don't even let myself go there with competing. I'm like, you know, awards or even like, um, I have friends that are super obsessed with like Spotify streams and sales yeah. and I can't really go. I had to tell someone the other day, like, they were like sending me these stats and I was like, I need you to not, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know, I don't, cause it's like, if you start caring about that, it's just like a losing game. Like I, I feel like I don't have control over it. And I like right. to feel to me like touring and building maybe like, my reach on socials, it feels like I have a lot of control. It reminds me of my dad's business in real estate. It feels mm-hmm. like you just work harder and you watch it grow and it's small and it's short and it's, you know, it's a yeah. flat curve. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but to me, other metrics, I just, I've never allowed myself to be excited even when something happens. I'm never like, I got to beat that next. I've never, honest to goodness, I've never been like, oh, wow, we got in the top 10. Next time needs to be top three. Like, okay, I'm always yeah. just like, oh, that was fucking lucky. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good, yeah. That's a good, that's a good outlook. I appreciate that outlook. (laughs) Um, I just have a couple more, mostly like one more question, maybe two. Uh, What kind of advice would you give um, an emerging artist? Oh God. I don't, you know what? Right (laughs) after this, I'm going to do a zoom talk with a music school. Oh, nice. out Out in BC. It's like a, I think it's a business, a music business class. Oh, right. Um, and I was just thinking about the advice that I was would normally give. I don't even know if it applies anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so the advice I would normally give is um, there's this, I, I really feel I can't, I've always thought this for the last few years that you should really be close to the industry that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, if you live in Yarmouth and you want to be an actor on Broadway, most people would know that that doesn't make sense. Yes. You have to move to New York. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to work for Google or Amazon, you can't, you have to go to that city. And I think a lot of people uh, in the music industry sort of hope that something, something comes to their small town and scoops them away when really, and this is a lesson I didn't learn until later i wish i could go back in time is like you should really spend a few years in the center 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 of whatever scene that you love like not the like copycat scene or not the mm-hmm. but like you know if you love california rock bands and that's the kind of if you just and you want to open for them you you can't open for them unless you're sitting next to yeah. them at the local coffee shop and you're friends with them and i always give that advice and now in this time i wonder if we're going to be more online and my advice should be um, study TikTok, mm-hmm. study Instagram, you know, 
become an entertainer on these platforms where you can do it from Yarmouth and yeah. where you, because we don't know what the next few years will bring. And so I think what both of those answers have in common is be where the real audience is and where the people are. And I, so I think right now, like depending on, it's hard for people. I know people say like, if they're older, but like, I think if you're in your twenties, especially like TikTok is the organic reach is creepy. Like you can yeah. post something with no followers and it will go, blow up. Yeah. It's wild. And I think focusing on that is like the easiest way. If you can't leave your house, I think that would be the ticket, Yeah, you know, kind of like taking responsibility for getting audience instead of like, I don't know, emailing a record executive in mm-hmm. Toronto or something like just, just treating it like a business and pretend that there's no, no one's ever going to scoop you up and take you to the next level. Like you have to get there with your own fan base. Yeah. That's, that's my advice just because that's how it works, I guess, for me. I appreciate that. I also appreciate the fact that you said studying because that's what I tell people all the time. I was like, when I started, I like studied singer-songwriters and I went to the shows or I watched their videos or whatever and learned how to talk on stage like them. And that's how I've done the majority of my career is like, I find the thing that I want to do and I study it because you have to do it. And I hate school, but... When you like something, I guess you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like do what the other people are doing that you admire. And yeah, because you and I both worked in a music venue. Yeah. For that reason, probably. Like, I wanted to see. I actually just thought, I remember at one point I was like, I want to be a musician, but I haven't seen that many shows. Mm -hmm. I've actually, you know, I've seen a couple big shows, but I don't know what it looks like for someone like me to step on a stage to eight people and not suck. Yeah. And so like working at that bar was like, I got to see like 200 different shows and I was like, this one sucked. And that's why. <laughs> yeah. this one was awesome, and that's why. Like I remember seeing Robin Delunto play <sighs> to like, it was, I think it was a packed house. She was opening for somebody else. Um, Craig and Cardiff. I remember Craig Cardiff. Mm-hmm. And I remember <laughs> that show. Being, you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It, that show changed everything for me. I tell her that I work with Robin all the time now. I don't think she believes me. I think she thinks I'm just like trying to flatter her. But like it changed everything for me because she was so funny on stage. Yeah. That her songs were good, but I never felt so compelled to go buy someone's CD. Mm-hmm. I like ran over to the merch table. I was like, I'm buying that CD because I, I bought into her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that really taught me a lot. So yeah, studying what other people do and how they do it is just like, yeah, pretty valuable. And like, it's crazy how many people are getting success from TikTok right now. Are you on TikTok? I'm on TikTok. But I'm it's not like... I'm, stu- I'm in study mode. Same, same. Yeah. I've been on it for like, I don't know, six months now. My boyfriend was like, you should try this. I've like done it a couple times. I have no followers, but I've gotten like five or 600 hits. And now I like, I don't do that well, but I I post like once a month every, and mostly just like watch and see what's happening. and. Yeah. The creativity is the thing that gets me is these like kids doing these really insane things online, but it's like you're being creative and you're making a video and you're learning how to like video edit and put music together. It's all very, it's a very interesting platform that I don't think people are giving enough credit to right now, which yeah, it's also songs are going number one. All of the number one songs are TikTok songs. Totally crazy crazy yeah, so that is definitely changing um 
yeah, the industry. I mean, there's so many different, like, you know, it's like, I don't know, like David Miles is probably not going to go on TikTok and try to get mm-hmm. a bunch of kids to follow him because he has his own following of people in their 30s and 40s yeah. who still want the David Miles they know and they want to be on Facebook. Yes. But like, you know, if you, if you're, if you're an emerging artist and you have like, you know, you like new music that's coming out, that's on like radio and stuff. And that's like, has a millions of views and you think you create that, like that is the best, like just go on TikTok and post your shit and make funny videos. I want to do that. Just wild. Yeah. Um, If you could pick one song from a local Nova Scotia person. Mm-hmm. What song or person would it be if you don't know the song? Um, something by Dave Sampson. Dave Sampson, okay, cool. I love my Dave Sampson. In a motel room off Main Street, lost my money playing cards. Even Jesus couldn't save me, bet it all on broken hearts. For forgiveness, I've got no regrets. We work with what was given, gave it all the best. Colorado, Colorado. I'm not mad about it, just had to let you know. as always yeah i hope uh 
I hope that you we get out of this soon and Ugh. we'll get to yeah. see each other in person. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Cool. Bye. All right, see you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to This Is Fine, a podcast for the pandemic. I am, of course, your host, Dana Beeler. And I am letting you know that we are now on Apple Podcasts. If you search Hello Delaware in the search bar in your Apple Podcast app, this is fine. Podcasts will pop up. Uh, make sure that you like and subscribe because it really helps us out. This episode is, of course, brought to you by Beasley, a design and fashion brand based in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, they just released their first online magazine featuring an interview with Halifax artist Johan Black. And you can read it now at thebeasley.com, T-H-E-B-Z-L-Y.com.